presented by Google. Hey, what's up, Playbookers? I'm Roku Munavalin. It's Friday. We got news on a late-breaking shift ahead of next week's Ohio primary. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Most of the candidates chasing Ohio's GOP Senate nomination have pledged allegiance to Donald Trump and beaten a path to Mar-a-Lago, but not State Senator Matt Dolan. Instead, he poured millions of his own fortune into a run as a traditional conservative. And now, Politico's Natalie Allison reports that, quote, days before the May 3rd primary, Dolan appears to be experiencing a late burst of momentum. While J.D. Vance, who received Trump's endorsement last week, has surged into first place according to the most recent Fox News poll, Dolan was the only other top contender to gain ground in the poll since last month. A separate poll released Tuesday by Blueprint Polling actually placed Dolan in first place with 18% of the vote, followed by Vance at 17%. Whatever momentum Dolan is riding, it was enough to prompt Trump to release a statement Tuesday suggesting that the state senator is, quote, not fit to serve in the Senate. It's worth noting that Dolan likely has a low ceiling of support, given his dependence on Republican voters who are willing to move on from Trump, a minority of the party, but in a splintered field of candidates, that could be enough. Purple state Democrats are displeased with Biden's plan to, quote, handle a summertime migration surge at the border, reports Politico's Marianne Levine, Burgess Everett, and Sarah Ferris, quote, several Democratic lawmakers are still calling for a delay in lifting the pandemic-era border restrictions known as Title 42, and some of them want to vote in Congress to push back against President Joe Biden's polarizing reversal of his predecessor's policy. Senator Maggie Hassan, who's up for re-election and recently traveled to the southern border, put it this way, quote, they still have work to do. Hassan is among the Democrats supporting a legislative postponement of Biden's May 23rd policy change and said she will, quote, keep pushing for it. Hassan isn't the only incumbent Democrat still raising the alarm. Senator Catherine Cortez Masto said she still hasn't seen a, quote, comprehensive plan. Senator Mark Kelly also remains unsatisfied, noting, quote, there's having things on a piece of paper and then what is going on on the southern border. And there's a huge disconnect. It's still possible the course could further forestall any coming changes at the border and save Democrats their internal fight. But until that happens, the issue remains center stage in Congress. Politico's Ali Mutnick, Sarah Ferris, and Bill Mahoney have the scoop in today's playbook on the fallout from the, quote, shocking New York court ruling that struck down Democrats' most effective gerrymander, and in doing so, quote, scuttling a map that would have likely netted the party 22 of New York's 26 seats in an election where they desperately needed every one of them. The decision has incensed Democrats across the country, particularly because it was delivered by judges appointed by their own party's governors. Not only does it deprive Democrats of one of their best advantages, in an ominous midterm cycle, it also takes the map drawing process out of their hands entirely, perhaps for the next 10 years. New York Democrats are already preparing their battle plan to contest the ruling and insist the fight isn't over. You can check out the rest of that read in today's playbook. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 3.15 p.m. Eastern. Biden will hold a meeting with inspectors general to discuss oversight, accountability, and transparency. Press Secretary Jinsaki will brief at 2 p.m. The House is out today. EPA Administrator Michael Regan will testify before an appropriations subcommittee at 9 a.m. Speaker Nancy Pelosi will hold her weekly presser at 10.45. The Senate is in today. 
All right, one last thing before we get out of here. Ahead of official Washington's weekend of festivities, Playbook's Ryan Lizza spent the last few days talking to a couple people with unique visibility into the equally loved and hated beast that is the White House Correspondents Association dinner. One of those people was Tammy Haddad, co-host of a well-known and long-running 29 years Saturday brunch. People talk a lot about how terrible it is. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you're going to be compromised because you're sitting next to Gina Raimondo, the Secretary of Commerce. Oh, yeah, because I'm sitting next to her as opposed to covering her. You're, it's going to change how I cover. I mean, yeah. how bad do people think reporters are? Don't answer that question. Just listen to Playbook Deep Dive wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Mike Zappler is Playbook's editor. Zach Staten is Playbook's deputy editor. The executive producer and head of audio here at Politico is Jenny Almond. I'm Raghun Balan. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. 2021 was a year of transformation and growth for millions of American businesses, nonprofits, publishers, creators, and developers. With the help of Google Digital Tools, American businesses generated $617 billion of economic activity, like veteran-led Junk Platoon in Oklahoma, which grew their total sales by 10% since April 2021 with the help of Google Ads. Explore how Google is helping businesses in your state at economicimpact.google.com.